Welcome, listeners. Thursday, November 6, 2023, to the Strange Days Live. Directly from Southern California, and a little bit late. Had some business to attend to, so half an hour late, not a big deal. Sorry for the wait. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. This is your host, Doc, and um, hope you guys had a good day. And are ready to hear some cool stories about time slips. I decided to name this show the Time Lip Time Slip Show, and uh, we'll just see where that progresses to. There's a lot of cool stories out there in regards to time slip and uh, time travel, incidentally. Um, so yeah, very weird things. Um, And we'll just kind of do what I did yesterday, just kind of read off stories. And if you guys have any questions, any comments, any experiences, uh, either related directly to the subject or unrelated to the subject, go ahead and call us. Exciting news, we got a new number. (laughs) I couldn't get a hold of the old number. It's it's a Google Voice number, but once you you lose it, um, I have thousands of emails, so I have no idea what email I signed up for. So, lo and behold, uh, I tried different combinations and I was unable to find the number. But I got a cool number, I think. Um, I got a, uh, the new number is area code 951-888-0313. So, I think it's cool. It's memorable. Uh, number 13 is my uh, favorite number. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Let's see here. Um, I'm having trouble with this new software for some reason. I wanna, if there's anybody out there, here we go, okay, so it is showing us being live, perfect, good. So there's a new number posted, it's 951-888-0313. Cool, so it's showing perfectly. So I'm gonna go to the channel here quickly and post the new number hey tim what's going on my friend good to see you here 951-888-0313 it's the new phone number and i'm gonna pin it so you guys can call how's the sound is the background music too loud do i sound okay do i need to shout go ahead and uh, help me to fix those things before we get started with the night hope you guys are doing okay getting ready here for uh, tomorrow being friday friday is always a good day it's either good because well for for a couple of reasons one it's good because it's the beginning of the weekend uh that is if you don't you know if you don't work during saturdays or sundays i fortunately do not and it's good for other reasons such as being payday if you get paid on Fridays on a weekly or bi-weekly base, it's nice to look forward to a paycheck. Um, not too many things to talk about in the news, just the same old, you know, craziness with life, right? Life and war and war and life. Um, there are some cool incidents here that I... Uh, and I want to, there's one particular time slip. So what is time slip, okay? How would you define time slips? Well, the time slips have also been known as, as a temporal slips or time anomalies. And usually the, this terminology refers to unusual experiences where either a single individual or a group of people perceive themselves as having traveled through time or witness events from a different era while remaining physically in the present. Okay, so it's sort of like you and I are walking through the street and all of a sudden we find ourselves surrounded by carriages, people dressed in different attire, and it's not Halloween. And we're not in, you know, Universal Studios. Uh, and all of a sudden, we start questioning ourselves. We walk into a store. We realize uh, people are looking at us, at us oddly. And 
we look at the prices and you can get basically a whole meal for five cents. Then we walk out of the store and lo and behold, we see cars and people dressed normally. So that would be an example of a time slip. Or you just happen to be driving somewhere and all of a sudden you will notice that you entered into a different era. Same sort of presentation. Um, most of the time slips that I've heard about are time slips uh, backwards, meaning that people regress to a past. Uh, I have never heard of any like time slips forward in which you would find yourself in the future somehow. And if you were to find yourself in the future, you do what uh, Marty McFly did and you sneak one of those sports almanacs and you remember to share it with me. I would like to know the outcome of the next, I would say 10 Super Bowls and I can probably make some good money uh, not to have to work over, not to have to work again. So remember, if you guys ever fall into a time slip forward, the first thing you do is go to a sporting store and try to get a sports almanac. Just the same way that Marty McFly did in Back to the Future, okay? And then the second thing you do once you come back, you contact me directly and you give me the winning Super Bowl, um, give me the scores and give me the teams. And we'll have fun. So in a nutshell, that's what, um, that's what time slips are. Have you guys ever experienced anything like that? It's hard to find somebody that does, right? Um, I'm going to go back to the front page and just say hi to uh, JD and my friend Tim. Okay, background music sounds kind of loud. Yeah, I, I lowered it a little bit. Uh, just kind of like, I like to have something in the background. I don't like to just to hear myself talking. So I put a little bit of, I put it down ever so slightly. So my voice comes through. There we go. I lowered it just a little bit more. Um, so let, let, let's see here for some, <clears throat> there's a few. I, I kind of, I always like to discuss um, mostly the unknown time slips. Like everybody, there's some time slip stories that people are very familiar with. But I kind of like to discuss the ones that uh, that, that people don't really, you know, hear too much about. Because that, that's what makes a, the, the show more interesting. So that's what I want to do. So the, I think the first one that kind of caught my attention, um, it's called The Time Slip in Taos, New Mexico. The restaurant in Taos, New Mexico, which occurred in 1985. I'll give you a little rundown of the story. Um, a couple visiting a restaurant in Taos, New Mexico in 1985 reported a strange time slip. They entered the restaurant, the restaurant, which appeared normal at first. But as they sat down, they noticed that everyone around them was dressed in 19th century attire. And the restaurant's interior had changed to match that era as well. The experience lasted several minutes before returning to the present. Kind of odd that this is sort of like the introduction I gave you without me even knowing. Because I hadn't read uh, the story yet. So yeah, this kind of fits perfectly into the example I gave you on what a time slip is. So let, let's go a little bit more, more into, into depth. Okay, so the restaurant in Taos, in Taos New Mexico, uh, time slip anomaly. So one of the most compelling and mysterious time slips incident occurred in 1985. Again, when a couple entered and experienced a baffle encounter at a restaurant. Uh, Taos, the, the town of Taos, Taos, I'm sorry, uh, known for its scenic landscape and rich Native American culture, may seem like an unlikely place for a time slip anomaly, yet it was there that this inexplicable event unfolded. unfolded. Uh, the witnesses were a couple whose identities are often kept anonymous. They were actually visiting Ta Taos, they're not from Taos, and they decided to dine at a local restaurant. So... Um, as the couple entered the restaurant, they reported encountering a seemingly ordinary modern establishment 
they took the seats and began to peruse the menu, preparing for a typical dining experience, as we all would when we enter a restaurant. You know, we go inside, grab a seat, grab a menu. But what happened next is what defied all expectations. Within moments of them being seated and awaiting service, they reported that the ambience inside the restaurant began to change dramatically. The restaurant's interior underwent a radical transformation. Can you imagine that? You're sitting in a restaurant and all of a sudden everything around you starts to change to a different time period? Now, in 1985, this would be impressive and amazing and out of the possible technologies that they could have, you know. But nowadays, with all these LEDs and all these lights, you can pretty much, if you guys are aware of this fear in Vegas, they can make that appear into anything, you know. You can make it look like a restaurant if you wanted to. Um, but back in 85, these people must have had a heck of a time trying to experience, well, I mean, trying to describe what would happen, what was happening. But the good thing is that it happened to two different people. So they're able to, you know, if it happened to one person, it's questionable. But when there's two witnesses, it makes it very credible. Um, the diners and staff around them suddenly appear to be dressed in clothing typical for the 19th century. So that's interesting. Because um, let's say you go to a restaurant and there's people sitting in front and back of you and to the table to the side. And then they begin to change. Um, that's odd. As opposed to like, you know, the booth behind you, it's there's nobody there anymore. And then the booth to the side, there's a couple. And then the booth to the front of you, there'd be no, nobody. So it kind of changes the dynamic as opposed to if you like, of the people that were already there undergoing change. And then to experience just different people sitting there, that, that'll kind of lend more for me for a experience, but going off on a tangent. Um, they say the diners and the staff around them suddenly appear to be dressed in clothing typical of the 19th century. The decor, lighting, and even the utensils on the table shifted to match a bygone era. It was as if they had been transported back in time. Now, the couple reported several things that occurred uh, while, while this time slip experience was occurring. They said that the the patrons, the patrons and the wait staff, uh, start were dressed in long dresses and suits. Uh, again, the lighting in the restaurant appeared to be provided by gas lamps rather than modern electric fixtures. And then the the menu and the prices had changed to reflect an earlier time with such items such as chops and stew, stewed prunes, which were not common to the 1980s. The overall atmosphere and conversations around them seem to belong to a different century as well. The overall duration of this time, time slip experience reportedly uh, lasted several, um, several minutes, which during the, the couple observed these peculiarities and interacted within the environment. Then as suddenly as it began, uh, the restaurant returned to its modern state. As you and I would have it, uh, if something else happened to us, you know, the witnesses were left bewildered and shocked by what they had experienced. Uh, they could find no logical explanation for the sudden and immersive shift in time. And despite the brevity of the encounter, which was reported to be a few minutes, it left an indelible mark on their memories. Of course, you know, who wouldn't? Uh, things can happen for a few minutes and then you, you always feel like you... Um, like they become part of you. Uh, the Taos restaurant time slip incident, like many other such accounts, remains a perplexing mystery. Skeptics suggest that such experiences could be attributed to psychological phenomena, such as vivid dreaming or hallucinations. I get that, but how do you um, how do you um, take into account that two people at the same time had a vivid dream or hallucinating? That's, that makes it more impossible, way more impossible. However, for those who have lived through them, time slip encounters are profoundly real and unforgettable, and they challenge our understandings of the boundaries of time and space. Whether they are glimpses into an alternate dimension 
glitches in the fabric of reality or simple tricks of the mind, time slips, incidents continue to captivate the imagination and fuel the fascination of the unexplained. Cool, huh? I have never heard that story before. And what's, what's funny is that um, that's, that's how I describe time slip. Just, I, I just picked a random thing and just go into a restaurant and lo and behold, that it had happened before without me even hearing about it. Um, So I'm just kind of typing and, and seeing where else. I, I didn't have any time today. I apologize to prepare show notes. So I'm just kind of taking this on a whim. I'll go back and check on the online community and see Clutch. Hey Clutch, good evening. JD, what's up everybody? Um, again, I encourage you guys to call. Uh, new number is 951-888-0313. And uh, if you have any questions, we haven't had a caller in a few in a few shows now. Started off uh, really well, and now we just have listeners. So if you want to ki- uh, call with anything that's, you know, it doesn't have to be related to the main topic. It could be anything mysterious or anything that sort of fits the flavor of the show uh it would make it that much more interesting we can kind of navigate back and forth uh between you know um the original purpose of the call show and also the fact that uh we have a topic to go to let's see so the next one the next story that we're gonna be um this is called the cell phone in 1940 Canada. It's another one of these time slips. The cell phone in 1940s Canada. All right. Let's go into the story. In the realm of unexplained phenomena, the story of the cell phone that transported a man back to 1940 in Canada stands as one of the most intriguing and perplexing tales of time anomalies. The year was 2006, a time when cell phones had become ubiquitous in modern society, yet on this peculiar day in Canada, technology and time seemed to converge in a way that defined all rational explanation. Our protagonist in this tale of time slip was a Mr. Haken Northvist, ordinary man with no inclinations towards the paranormal or supernatural. In Haken, day uh, was explained as being an ordinary day. He set out on his leisurely drive through the countryside of Canada, little knowing that he seemingly uh, that a seemingly routine trip would turn into an adventure that that challenged the very fabric of his reality. As Mr. Haskin drove along the quiet, winding roads, he couldn't help but marvel at the stunning natural beauty that surrounded him. The sun bathed the landscape in a warm golden glow, creating an idyllic setting. However, it was at the appearance of an old, dilapidated farmhouse by the roadside that would mark the beginning of his extraordinary experience. Intrigued by the farmhouse, uh, weather facade, and the sense of nostalgia it evoked, Hakan decided to pull over and take a closer look. He reached for his trusty cell phone, a piece of modern technology that had become an extension of his everyday life. With a very few taps on his fingers, he aimed to capture an image of the charming relic of the past. As Hakan framed the shot and pressed the button to take a photograph, an inexplicable sensation washed all over him. In the blink of an eye, the world around them began to shift and warp, like a mirage in the desert. The colors faded and the landscape transformed before his very eyes. Instead of the digital image of the old farmhouse he had intended to capture, the cell phone's display showed something altogether bewildering. 
It displayed an old-fashioned rotary dial phone, completely out of place in the 21st century. Hakan's, race, Hakan's heart raced as he stared at the phone's display, which he had inexplicably transformed into an artifact from a bygone era. Yet, the temporal enigma did not stop at the display. As Hakan looked out of the car window, he found himself transported into an entirely different time. The landscape he had metamorphed into was a scene straight, straight out of the 1940s. The idyllic countryside he had been driving through moments early had given way to a quaint, rustic village. The road beneath him had turned into gravel, and the passing cars were vintage models from the mid-20th century. Hakan's astonished and disbelief were palpable. He pinched himself, fearing that he had fallen into an elaborate dream. But the sensation of the gravel beneath his fingertips and the undeniable reality of the sound surroundings left no room for doubt. He had inexplicably traveled back in time. In a state of shock, Hakan cautiously stepped out of his car and ventured further into this peculiar temporal, temporal rift. The village was alive with activity, and the people who bustle about were dressed in the fashion of the 1940s. Women donned elegant dresses with wide brim hats, and men sported impeccable tailor suits. It was the picture-perfect 1940s of a bygone era brought to life. Hakan attempted to communicate with the locals, but their responses were very perplexing. They regarded him with a mixture of curiosity and suspicion, seemingly unaware of the anachronism that was his presence. For what felt like an eternity, Hakan wandered through this extraordinary time warp, trying to make sense of his surroundings and the inexplicable transformation of his cell phone into a dialary phone. But as suddenly as it begun, the temporal anomaly started to unravel. The colors eventually bled, bled back into the landscape, and the village of the 1940s dissolved before his very eyes. Hakan found himself back in his car, parked by the roadside of the 21st century. His cell phone had reverted to its familiar modern state, displaying the image of an old farmhouse once more. The experience left Hakan nervous, bewildered, and questioning the boundaries of reality and time. To this day, he grapples with the inexplicable journey that his cell phone facilitated, a journey that transported him from the modern world into the heart of the 1940s, challenging the very essence of what we perceived as possible in the world of the unexplained. Never heard that story either. Very, very cool. Seems like time reverts itself to the 40s for some reason pretty uh, commonly. I wonder, I wonder why. Let me um, go back to our, I'm gonna go back to our communities here. And uh, yeah, it's pretty quiet. Hope you guys are enjoying the show about time slips and again if you want to call uh, go ahead and dial the new number which is 951-888-0313 and we'll talk one second here so i have uh I have kids and they tend to enter uh, enter the room at all times. So I have sometimes if I go quiet, you guys know why. Let's go back to another story. This one sounds very interesting as well. This is called The Time Traveling Pilot and it occurred in 1935. In the annals of inexplicable events, the tales of time-traveling pilots in 1935 stands as a captivating and enigmatic story that blurs the boundaries of reality and the extraordinary. This extraordinary account features Air Marshal Sir Robert Victor Goddard, a distinguished pilot whose journey through time left an inedible mark on the world of the unexplained phenomena. The year was 1935. 
and aviation was in the midst of its rapid ascent into the future. Sir Robert Victor Goddard, a high-ranking officer in the Royal Air Force, found himself tasked with a routine mission that would forever alter his perception of time and reality. Goddard's mission that day was to fly his biplane from Edinburgh, Scotland to Andover, England. As he took to the skies, he encountered something that defied not only the laws of physics, but also the boundaries of his understanding. As he flew over an abandoned airfield near the town of Drem in Scotland, a sudden and violent storm materialized out of nowhere. The dark clouds swirled ominously, threatening to engulf his aircraft. With no other recourse, Goddard descended through the turbulent skies, seeking refuge from the, tespit, from the tempest below. As he descended his biplane, the world around them underwent a dramatic and perplexing transformation. The storm that had raged moments ago seemed to dissipate, replaced by a surreal calm. But it wasn't just the weather that had changed. Goddard was no longer flying over an abandoned airfield. To his astonishment, the airfield below was no longer in a state of disuse. It had sprung back to life. There were mechanics and blue overalls bustled about, working on rows of sleek, modern-looking monoplanes aircraft. These planes were unlikely any he had ever seen before, and the scene was utterly out of place for the 1930s. Intrigued and bewildered, Goddard descended further, attempting to make sense of, his, of this inexplicable scene. As he approached the airfield, he noticed something even more astonishing. The mechanics and group and the ground crew were paying him no attention whatsoever. It was as if they couldn't see him or they couldn't see his plane. With a growing sense of bewilderment and apprehension, Goddard surveyed the airfield. He saw several mechanics examining planes which bore an uncanny resemble to the futuristic planes that would dominate the skies during and after World War II. In that scene that seemed to belong to, the, to a future area, yet there, there it was unfolding before his very eyes in 1935. The anomaly continued as he circled the airfield. The buildings, hangars, and even the surrounding landscape appeared different from what he remembered. The sense of displacement and disorientation was palpable. However, as inexplicably as it had begun, the temporal disturbance started to unravel. The storm reasserted itself, and Goddard's aircraft was buffeted by turbulent winds. In the blink of an eye, the airfield of the future dissolved, and he found himself back in the familiar world of 1935. Goddard completed his flight to Andover, but the experience haunted him. He couldn't dismiss what he had witnessed as a mere hallucination or perhaps a dream, but the vividness of the scene, the details of the aircraft, and the actions of the mechanics were etched into his memory with a sense of undeniable reality. Years later, the Drem airfield was reopened and it was equipped with the same type of modern monoplane aircraft that Goddard had witnessed during his inexplicable journey. The similarities were uncanny and added to the enigma of his own experience. Sir Robert Victor Goddard never publicly discussed his extraordinary time-traveling encounter during his lifetime, but it remained a deeply personal and puzzling episode. His experience, his challenges, and his understanding of time reality and the potential for unexplicable anomalies that continue to captivate our imagination made him always ponder the unexplained. I've heard that story before a few times and um, I found it fascinating uh, because once the, the, the field was reopened a few years later, they said that the uniforms that were seen by uh, Goddard were absolutely the same. The same colors and the aircraft were exactly the same. So he, he this is actually 
an example of a time slip forward, which I spoke at the beginning of the show that I have not heard one. This is one of them that I forgot about. Very interesting. We have some uh, listeners that I want to say hi to. This Bob Golden. Uh, I hope all is good. Me too. Thank you, Bob, for listening. And uh, JD says, uh, must be what the Twilight Zone episode. The last flight is based off good story. Yeah, that's right. It must be. I'm sure that um, there's a lot of folklore. Excuse me. There's a lot of folklore that um, Rod Sterling based some of his uh, awesome Twilight Zone episodes on. I've always been a huge Twilight Zone um, fan. I believe that uh, I think everybody that likes, you know, the, the you know, the unexplained, the strange love of the Twilight Zone. There's just something about the setting, the black and white lighting, the film noir ambiance of the Twilight Zone that uh, just resonates with a lot of people. Let's see. Yeah, okay, this is, uh, I'm just looking for other ones. This is a cool one. This is a cool story that I've heard before. Um, and we'll, we'll discuss it. Uh, and now you can look uh, you can look online for these stories and there's uh, way more information. There's photographs, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can kind of uh, dive yourself into um, in order for it to make a, a little bit more personal research and if you want to get more details right okay cool so the next story is called the vanishing hotel and this actually occurred in 1979 the account of the vanishing hotel in 1979 stands as a perplexing and captivating enigma that defies conventional understanding This extraordinary tale revolves around a British couple, Peter and Caroline Durant, whose ordinary vacation took a surreal and explicable turn, challenging the boundaries of reality itself. The stage for this particular encounter was set in 1979, when Peter and Caroline decided to embark on a much needed vacation to the picturesque town of Harrogate in England. Their chosen lodging was a quaint hotel that exuded an all-world charm, providing the perfect backdrop for a relaxing getaway. The couple checked into their hotel room, a very cozy and uh, well-appointed space that promised all the comforts of a typical stay. With luggage unpacked and anticipation in the air, they looked forward to a peaceful and uneventful retreat. Little did they know that their stay at the seemingly ordinary hotel would be anything but typical. The first night of their stay proceeded without any kind of incident, and Peter and Caroline settled into their cozy room, embracing the tranquility of the moment. However, as the clock ticked on, they experienced something that would defy all rational explanation. In the quiet hours of the night, while the world outside was cloaked in darkness, an eerie sensation began to permeate the room. It started very subtly, like a whisper in the wind, but soon escalated into a profoundly disconcerting event. The very fabric of their surroundings seemed to shift and warp, like an otherworldly force was at play. As the couple gazed around the room, they noticed that the familiar hotel's interior was undergoing a bewildering transformation. The decor that had greeted them earlier had vanished, replaced by an entirely different aesthetic, one that evoked the ambiance of a bygone era. The room around them had metamorphed into a scene from the Victorian period, complete with antique furnishing, gas lamps that cast a warm, flickering glow, an ornate wallpaper that whispered tales of history. It was as if they had stepped into a portal that transported them to a different century altogether. 
Peter and Caroline's astonishment and apprehension were very palpable as they grappled with the surreal tableau unfolding before them. The walls, the floor, even the windows in view, it had at all transformed to match the Victorian era, as if the boundaries of time had folded in on themselves. As they ventured out into the hotel corridor, their bewilderment only deepened. The hallways, previously familiar, now bore the unmistakably marks of the 19th century, complete with period-specific furnishing and the distant echo of footstep in the antiquating attire. With a mixture of fascination and trepidation, they approached the hotel staff who, much to their surprise, appeared to be unfazed by the anachronism that had befallen their establishment. The staff conversed in a manner consistent with the Victorian era, seemingly unaware of the inexplicable temporal rift. For a duration that seemed both fleeting and eternal, Peter and Caroline explored their surreal world, attempting to make sense of their inexplicable predicament. They conversed with the staff, dined in a dining room that was unmistakably Victorian, and marvel at the intricacies of the past that had seemingly come to life. Yet, as mysterious as it had begun, the temporal rift began to unravel. The gas lamp flickered, the antique furniture faded, and the echoes of the past grew very faint. With each passing moment, the Victorian world dissolved before their eyes, leaving them back in the modern hotel. The couple's return to the present was accompanied by a sense of disorientation and disbelief. The familiar 1979 hotel had reasserted itself, leaving Peter and Caroline grappling with the lingering echoes of a temporal enigma. The late vanishing hotel in 1979, as recounted by Peter and Caroline Durant, remains a testament to the mystery of time and reality to this day and challenges our understanding of the boundaries of existence. Very interesting story. So again, if you guys want to call the show with anything that's paranormal, unexplained, UFO, weird, or if you would simply want to chime in with your own story of uh, time slip either that you've read or possibly encounter uh, go ahead and uh, give us a call our phone numbers have changed the new number is area code 951-888-0313 I hope that all of you are doing well you're having fun listening to this and are enjoying yourself. Let's see what other kind of stories we can. <clears throat> okay, this is a cool one. This is uh, this is one that I had listened to. Um, that I had heard about before, this is well known. This is called the Morberly Jordan Incident, uh, also known as the Versailles time slip. And this happened in 1901. Now this story is fascinating because it's one of the earliest uh, possibly documented cases of, of time slip. Jordan incident of 1901. The Moberly Jordan incident of 1901 stands as an enduring enigma that continues to captivate the imagination up to current. This extraordinary event, often referred to as the Ghost of Versailles, 
or the Versailles timeslip unfolded on a sunny day in France when two in intrepid academics found themselves inexplicably transported into the past. The protagonists of this surreal journey were Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain. Both were very accomplished scholars with a deep appreciation for history. Both of them decided to embark on a summer vacation in 1901, eager to explore the rich tapestry of France's cultural heritage. But little did they know that their expedition would lead them to the Palace of Versailles and an encounter that would defy rational explanation. The Palace of Versailles, nestled in the suburbs of Paris, was the opulent seat of French royalty during the 17th and 18th centuries. Its grandeur and historical significance made it a prime destination for tourists and historians alike. Moberly and Jourdain, armed with guidebooks and a thirst for knowledge, set out to explore the palace grounds on a sunny day in August of 1901. As they embarked on their tour, the pair meandered through the palace's gardens, basking in the splendor of its surroundings. The day was ordinary in every aspect, but as they approached the Petit Tryon, a small chateau nestled within the vast state, an inexplicable change began to manifest. The atmosphere, which had been serene and sunlit, underwent an eerie transformation. The air grew cold, and an unshakable sense of unease settled upon them both. The gardens, once teeming with contemporary tourists, seemed to shift into an ethereal, quiet reality. It was as if they had been transported to a different era entirely. As Moberly and Jourdain continued to their stroll, they encountered several individuals who seemed out of place. The people they encountered, men, women, and children, were dressed in attire that was unmistakably from the 18th century, an era long past. The individuals exuded an air of anachronism if they were spectral visitors from the past. The most striking encounter occurred when the duo stumbled upon a charming thatch cottage near the Petit Tryon. Outside the cottage stood a woman who captured their attention. She was sketching a landscape, dressed in a flowing white gown reminiscent of an 18th century fashion, complete with a, brom with a broad brimmed hat. Her visage was hauntingly familiar to both Moverly and Jourdain, for they believed her to be none other than Marie Antoinette, the ill-fated Queen of France. They figured they believed to be Marie Antoinette was not alone. Besides her was a man who they identify as the Comte de Vaudreuil, a historical figure from the same era. The two conversed in hushed tones, seemingly unaware of the 20th century interlopers who observed them in stunned disbelief. The palace grounds continued to unfold like a scene from the past. Both Moberly and Jourdain encounter individuals dressed in periodic clothes. They visited, visited a rustic water mill that had long ceased to exist in their time and architectural features that matched 18th century descriptions but had disappeared in the intervening years. As they further ventured further into this inexplicable historical tableau, they came across a group of people who were engaging in seemingly archaic activities. Some were playing a game of shuttle, while others strolled idly through the garden. The sights and sounds were so convincing that Moverly and Jourdain felt as if they had truly stepped back in time. Yet, amid the peculiarities of the time slip, there was an undercurrent of disquiet. The individuals they encounter appear spectral, their gaze vacant, their movies, their movements very eerie. Conversations among the period dress figures were hushed and disjointed, adding to the surreal atmosphere. 
It was a captivating but unsettling experience that defied rational explanation. Both Moverly and Jourdain continuing to document their encounter, carefully recording details of the clothing, the gestures, the conversations. They were determined to unravel the mystery that had enveloped them. As the day wore on, the inexplicable time slip began to recede. The figures started fading from view and the sunlit garden returned to the familiar state. Both Moberly and Jourdain left in a state of profound bewilderment and slowly made their way back to their present day. Upon returning to their lodging, they recounted their astonishing experience to each other, seeking to make sense for their inexplicable journey that they had just undertaken. They meticulously compared their notes, their sketches, their observation, finding that their recollection closely matched each other's. Over time, they would compile their experience into a book titled An Adventure, where they detailed the events of that fateful day in August of 1901. They attributed their encounter to a time slip or a temporal anomaly that had briefly transported them back into the past. The Moberly Jourdain incident sparked considerably debate and intrigue. Skeptics dismissed it as a shared hallucination hallucination or a vivid dream, while others found merit in their detailed account. To this day, the incident remains a tantalizing enigma, challenging our understanding of time, our understanding of perception, and the possibility of temporal anomalies that bound the blurs of past and present. Whether they had a genuine trip or a remarkable shared illusion, the story of Moberly and Jourdain's inexplicable journey into the past continues to captivate the imagination of those, those who dare to ponder the mystery of time themselves. Fascinating. You can find um, some programs that I've made. Uh, if you go into YouTube and you look into the Versailles time slip, there are some recreations. Uh, I think that the BBC had once made into a show and you can always find more facts and if you're very interested you can always purchase uh, the book that these two women wrote. I'm just looking here for... um Another story to tell you guys. So let's go go back to the chat lines and see. Thank you, Michaela. It means a lot to me. Let's see here one second. Hello? Hello? Yes. Who am I speaking? I want some message. I'm sorry. I want so much. I call Naval. Sorry, guys, I had a strange call and I don't want to put it on the air because I had uh, no idea where you maybe could have been a time slip. <laughs> um, it was a strange phone call, so I decided to block it just in case to be safe. Now, if you decide to call, the only thing I ask is no profanity and turn down the volume of your computer so we don't get any uh, feedback. So let's go on with our time slip stories. And again, I encourage you to call if you want to talk about anything paranormal or abnormal or weird or fantastic or you name it. It doesn't have to be related to the topic at hand. 
I just chose a topic that way I can keep all the listeners entertained. And um, yeah, go ahead and call, and we'll talk about um, about any issue that uh, falls within the realm of our topics. Let's see here. This is called the 1939 Derby winner. The story of the 1939 Derby winner in 2008 stands as an enigma that continues to defy our modern explanation of what constitutes time. This tale revolves around a day at the races, a photographic anomaly, and the persistent question of whether time travel, bizarre glitches, and the space continuum occurred. The year was 2008, and Bob Newell, an avid enthusiast for horse, for horse, sorry guys, for horse racing, embarked on a pilgrimage to the Epsom Downs Racecourse in Surrey, England. His goal was to witness the prestigious Derby Stakes, one of the most illustrious events in the equestrian world. Little did he know that this day at the races would lead to an encounter with an event that had transpired almost seven decades earlier. Epsom Downs, with its sweeping green expanses and historic racetracks, exuded an air of timelessness. Crowds of modern racecourse, bedecked in contemporary attire, gathered to witness the excitement of the Derby, and in the year 2008 was unmistakably in every respect but as Bob Newell pointed his camera towards the racetrack to capture a moment in time, an inexplicably anomaly unfolded, unfolded before his eyes. As the shutter of his camera clicked, Newell had no inkling of the extraordinary revelation that had awaited him. It was seemingly a routine, ask, a routine act a basic photograph taken in the presence to commemorate an event. However, when he later revived and reviewed the image, what he saw sent shivers down his spine. Amidst the modern horses and jockeys captured in the frame, there appeared an incongruous figure, an eerie anomaly, a horse and jockey clearly from a bygone era had materialized in the midst of the 19th of the 20th century race. The jockey sported an antiquated uniform while the horse bore the unmistakably colors of the past, a pattern that had not been seen in horse racing for decades. This jarring incongruity of the image left Bob Newell in the state of shock. It was as if a portal to the past had opened for an instant, allowing a glimpse of the 1939 Derby winner to emerge into the present. The horse in question was named Milsini, and he had triumphed in the Derby nearly 70 years before. This photograph sparked a frenzy of speculations and investigations. Skeptics posited that it might be a case of photo manipulation or a clever hoax. However, experts in photography and digital analysis scrutinized the image and found no evidence of either tampering or forgery. The picture was deemed genuine and unaltered. The perplexity anomaly led to extensive research into the history of the Derby and the 1939 winner Melsini. Records reveal that Melsini had indeed claimed victory in the Derby Stakes of the fateful year. It was a historical fact that could neither be denied or disproved, and yet here it was, capturing a photograph in 2008. As the story gained traction in the media, it drew the attention of historians, scientists, and paranormal enthusiasts alike. The prevailing question remained. How could a horse and a jockey from 1939 suddenly appear in a photograph taken in 2008? Speculation abounded and various theories were put forth to explain the inexplicable. Some suggested that it might be a rift in space-time continuum, 
allowing for a brief overlap of the two distinct periods in time. Others pondered the possibility of time travel, as if Melsini and the jockey had momentarily slipped through the fabric of time itself from 1939 to 2008 for a split second. Debates rage on, with skeptics dismissing the phenomena as a mere curiosity and believers embracing it as evidence of the mysteries that lie beyond our own comprehension. The photograph which came to be known as the time-traveling derby winner remains at the center of the controversy. One aspect of the story that added to its intrigue was the absence of any known connection between Bob Newell and the horse Melsini or its jockey. Newell was a completely ordinary racecore with no family ties or historical uh, affiliations to the 1931 Derby. Excuse me, 1939 Derby. As the years passed, the time-traveling Derby winner became a symbol of the unexplained, a testament to the enduring mystery that persists in our worlds. Bob Newell, an unwitting witness to this phenomena, remained steadfast and his assertion that the photograph was a genuine and an alter record of the unexplicable. Let's see here if I can find it. I want to see if I can find the picture and if I'll be able to uh, put it online for you guys. Let's see here. That was a very cool story, huh? How things uh, just sort of happen to manifest themselves. Um, I'm trying to look for it, but I'm having a hard time. Let's see here. Melsini, the name of the horse was Melsini. See if I can find it that uh could be all over the place right could I have been could I have been duped well it says here that Melsini did win the the, the, the the derby maybe I just I'm pretty good at looking I'm pretty good at finding um, stuff online but I'm not finding it Huh. Well, that would have been nice to see. That's a cool story, though. Um, so we're heading into our hour commitment for the show. And again, the lines are open if you guys want to call. Area code 951-888-0313 is the new phone number. And I think that perhaps <clears throat> we may have um, time for maybe one more. One more story. Let's see if I can find something that... Okay, I'll do a, this one I heard before. This is called the Liverpool Bold Street Time Warp. This one I've, I've, I've heard before. So, this will be our final story for the night. And I'll make it a little bit shorter.
the 19, well, it just says the, yeah, the Liverpool Bolt Street time slip. This extraordinary incident unfolded on a seemingly ordinary day in the vibrant city of Liverpool, England, where a man found himself transported to a bygone era on one of the city's bustling streets. The stage for this event was Bolt Street, a well-known thoroughfare in Liverpool that had been a hub of activity for generations. On this particular day, an anonymous man whose identity, identity remains surrounded in mystery set out for a routine shopping spree along this iconic street when he encountered, but what he encountered was, however, anything but routine. As he strolled down Bolt Street, he was struck by the palpable sense of nostalgia that seems to permeate the air. Again, the modern storefronts and bustling clouds, crowds gave way to a scene from a 1950s, a decade long past, and the contemporary shops were replaced by quaint boutiques and the fashion of the passersby, mirrored in the post-war Britain era. The man's astonishment was further compounded when he noticed a familiar yet unmistakably uh, sight. Parked along the street were vintage cars from the 50s, their polished chrome and distinctive designs hearkening back to a different era. It was as if he had stepped back into a time castle and transported to Liverpool of yesteryear. As he ventured further along Bolt Street, he encountered storefronts that had long vanished from the modern landscape. Names of businesses, advertisement, and even product displayed in shop windows were unmistakably from the mid-20th century, yet the man knew that he was living in the 21st century, creating an eerie dissonance between past and present. This particular encounter took an even more surreal turn when he noticed the attire of the people around him. Shopper and pedestrians were dressed in clothing typical of the 50s, dressed with fedora hats and suits it was as if the entire population had decided to embrace the fashion of a bygone era on this particular day the man began to engage with the locals he struck up several conversations with people who seemed unaware that anything was going wrong or abnormal from their own reality their speech, their mannerism, and their topic of discussion all belong to the 50s, creating more of an uncanny sense of immersion. One particular eerie encounter occurred when the man entered a cafe on Bolt Street. The interior was meticulous recreation of a 50s diner complete with a checkered floor, vinyl booth, and a jukebox playing music from that era. The waitstaff, dressed in periodic attire, served him with a cheerful demeanor that seemed frozen in time. Throughout his journey along Bolt Street, the man continued to document his inexplicable encounter with photographs and notes determined to provide evidence of the surreal experience. He actually captured photographs with images of vintage cars, storefronts, and people dressed in 1950s fashion, and was able to thus create a visual record of his time slip. And as suddenly as it had begun, the anomaly began to unravel. The vintage cars, the 50s storefront, and the period-dressed pedestrians gradually faded from view. And the familiar sights and sound of Ball Street returned, leaving the man in a state of bewilderment. This man became a witness to this extraordinary event of time slip. And he was left with a throne of evidence, but no concrete explanation for the phenomena. He shared his story and photographs with researchers and investigators, never came to any conclusion. Skeptics again questioned the authenticity of the account, suggesting it to be a hoax. However, the man's meticulous documentation and absence of any apparent motive for deception added to his air of credibility. And up to this day, the Liverpool Bowl Street time slip remains an enigmatic and tantalizing mystery that challenges our understanding of time. So all these things have a lot of first seems that England is a hotbed for time slips. Every uh, either 
British citizens or parts in Britain, you know, there's a lot of similarities between all these accounts, which kind of lends to more of a credibility. Uh, the fact that things don't automatically turn into the past, that they sort of start blending in. It's also uh, some something that I that I, I saw. Um, um, yeah, but what stuck to me was was England, um, the brevity, uh, and then the. The fact that the people who were uh, happened to belong to that particular time, they did not notice any sort of abnormality with the events taking taking place. So, a couple of, of things that all the stories happen to share. Uh, they were obviously uh, they were ordinary settings. They occurred in everyday life, and you know hotels. Uh, streets. They didn't have a particular setting. Uh, there were sudden transformation. Uh, a lot of them reported, obviously, the clothing and the fashion. As I spoke earlier, the lack of awareness by the individuals who were part of the past. Um, the fact that people were able to document. Uh, intriguingly, uh, this last gentleman with the documentation of photographs would have been interesting to to see. Um, yeah, so I've always been interested by these these, these time uh, slip stories. There's another one that I, I wasn't able to find, and it has to do with, uh, again, a British couple, two British couples uh, that happened to uh, go on vacation to France, and they were able to stay at a very quaint uh, small hotel where the service was extraordinary and where the prices were unreal uh, the couple of things that that they noticed was the fact that the, this tip this hotel or lodging facility didn't have any windows uh, and then you know they stay there for a night or two and then um, when they came back the following year uh, there had never been a hotel in that site recently and they were sure that they were on the right street. So, you know, they believe that they traveled back in time and were able to stay at a place that perhaps existed uh, decades ago and now it was gone. But I wasn't, um, I wasn't able to find that story, but it's one, one story that I've researched in the past and it's, it's stuck. Well, guys, I'm gonna call it a night. It's Thursday, November 16th, 8.41 p.m. And I thank you each and every one of you for listening. I hope to be back tomorrow with another topic. And um, 